This morning I'm just going to bring a simple word which to many of us will be a reminder of things we already know and things that we have uh, probably heard before. To some of us it might be uh, something relatively new. But I trust that we will be able to receive the word of God together. Let's turn our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to read verses 14 through 16. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 to 16. Paul is praying for the believers at Ephesus. And this is part of his prayer for them. This is what he's praying for them. Ephesians 3, 14 through 16. He says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. And he continues in his prayer. I want to focus in on verse 16. Where one of the things that Paul prays for the, believer, Paul prays for the believers at Ephesus is this. He says, I'm praying for you. That God will strengthen you. With might or with power, with dynamis. From his Holy Spirit, through his Holy Spirit. In your inner man. In your inner man so this morning I want us to meditate together on strengthening your inner man look at your neighbor and say strengthen your inner man you know we all know about the outer man the body we know how to take care of our body you know you we bathe it we clothe it we rest it we feed it some of us exercise it and so we know how to take care of our outer man and how to strengthen the outer man and keep it in good shape and all of that. We know how to get it fixed. And there's a problem. But we don't spend too much time or we don't give too much attention to our inner man. Our inner man. And Paul's prayer here is, he's saying, I'm praying that you will be strengthened with power from the Holy Spirit in your... Right, let me say that again. That, he will, that you'll be strengthened with might in your inner man. So we want to talk about that this morning. Being strengthened in our inner man. Now... Let me make this very plain and simple here this morning. One of the primary objectives of everything we are doing as a church. One of the primary objectives of ministry. All our preaching, all the worship and all everything else. Cell groups, books, CDs, tapes, everything. The primary, one of the primary objectives is this. To strengthen every person in the inner man. If you agree with me, say amen. amen. That's it. 
Yes, we have other objectives. Like we want to glorify God. And uh, we want to, you know, see his kingdom come. All the other lots. We can list a lot of things. But top on, those, on that list is this. We've got to strengthen people in their inner man. That's it. And after all that we do, after all the sermons we preach and all the books that are written and all the programs that are produced and all the time we spend in prayer and worship, if we, after all that, if you are not being strengthened in your inner man, let's face it, we are wasting our time. Amen? You're wasting your time spending two hours every Sunday here. That's... About 104 hours of your life every year. You're wasting your time. You might as well go to the park or enjoy yourself outside. If after coming here Sunday after Sunday, if your inner man has not been strengthened, you wasted your time, we wasted our time. Period. Amen. Because that's the whole objective of everything we're doing. Of all the sermons we preach and all the teaching we do and all the music and everything. Praise and worship and all that. Look, we are not here to entertain you. You can get entertainment in the cricket ground, the football ground, the theater, TV. Entertainment is there. Amen? But the reason we are here at church is so that we can strengthen people in the inner man. If that objective is not met, we have wasted all our time, money, efforts, etc. Period. I'm being strong on this. Now, there are many churches that really are just entertainment places. So what do you mean? Because, you know... We get, we fall into the trap in our effort to keep your attention with us for 45 minutes. We do all kinds of things. You know, we try to have creative church. There's nothing wrong with creative church. But if the creative church doesn't result in you being strengthened in your inner man, I don't care how creative it is, it's a waste of effort. You might as well sit in the movie theater and watch a movie pastor comes up driving on a motorbike in a car wearing casual clothes and using all kinds of language lingo and creating all kinds of, I mean all of that is nice in an effort to keep your attention on the sermon all of that is nice but if that doesn't result in you being strengthened in your inner man I don't care how creative that effort was it's a waste as far as the kingdom of God is concerned amen so let's not miss the point here I don't care how good our music is. I don't care how wonderful the praise and worship is. I don't care how beautiful my sermon and preaching is or anybody else's sermon and preaching is. If you have not been strengthened in your inner man, that whole exercise is a waste. Amen? If you go to church Sunday after Sunday and at the end of the year you have not changed in your inner man, you wasted your time. You might as well have stayed at home. Attended bedside assembly. For those of you who don't know it, just pray about it. So, 
I want to to stir us up this morning, encourage us. Listen, let's not miss our primary objective of church and ministry and preaching and teaching and worship and prayer and cell groups and books and CDs and videos. Our primary objective, all of this, is to make sure that we raise up people who are strong in their inner man. Full stop, no arguments, that's our objective. And if we don't achieve that, We have wasted everything we're doing. Amen? And you have to evaluate things from that perspective. I've been going to all people's church for the last one year. Wonderful. Have you been strengthened in your inner man? Is a question you have to ask yourself. So, well, you know, I'm still the same way as I came. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Either we haven't done our part correctly or all that we've done is just gone waste. After a year of it being at all people's church, your inner man has not been strengthened. Something is wrong. We are missing the mark. Amen? So, going back to that verse, we must understand that that's one of our primary objectives that we must be strengthened in the inner man. So the question, there are two questions I would like us to answer this morning is this why do we need to be strengthened in the inner man why isn't it good to ask why I know what be strengthened in the inner man question why sometimes it's good to be like little children and you tell a kid, tell a kid clean up the room why <laughs> They all go through that why stage. And we must ask the question why? Because if we answer why, it provides the motivation to go after strengthening our inner man. And then obviously the next question is how? How can I strengthen myself in my inner being? How? I know what? I know why? No question. How? So I want us to answer those two questions this morning. And please stay with me as we spend some time here meditating in the Word. I want to give us several reasons why we need to strengthen our inner man. We can sit down and write a lot more, but I'll just give you a few here this morning. Why should you, why should I spend time and effort in strengthening our inner man? First reason is this. To develop the whole man. To develop the whole man. 1 Thessalonians 5, chapter 5, verse 23 says, Paul is saying, I pray that you hold that your whole spirit, soul, and body may be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Your whole spirit, soul, and body. Every human being is spirit, soul, and body. We take care of our body. The soul, we send people to school, we get them educated, trained, we give them all of that wonderful things. So your soul is developing, your mental abilities are developing. But what about your spirit? About developing your spirit, your inner man. So, why must I strengthen myself in my spirit? First, to develop the whole man. That you're a fully developed person. Spirit, soul, and body. Second reason why we must develop the inner man. To overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil. To be an overcomer. To be a victorious Christian, you need to be strong in the inner man. Amen? 
You need to be strengthened on the inside if you are going to live a victorious life. If you're going to be an overcomer, you need strength in your inner man to overcome the world. All the challenges, the struggles, the adversities, the difficult circumstances, the, uh, all the stuff that we face in the world. It's not easy to live life for 75 years or whatever. We face lots of things. And to overcome those things, you need strength in the inner man. To overcome the world, the flesh, our own uh, uh, wrong desires, in our own body, to overcome those, those desires, those flesh desires, we need to be strong on the inner man and to overcome the devil. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 and 11, Paul says, Be strong. Look at your neighbor and say, Be strong. He says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. Notice he said, Be strong before he said, Put on the armor. Amen? See, we all go around, I got the full armor of God. I got the helmet of salvation. I got the sword of the spirit. Wonderful. I got my whole armor on. Wonderful. But what if the person wearing the armor is weak? You got a good armor. But the person wearing it doesn't have the strength to raise up his shield. He doesn't have the strength to wield a sword. So he says, be strong before you put on. Amen? So if you and I are going to stand up against the wiles of the devil, if you and I are going to be able to use our shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, first, be strong in the Lord. Amen? You need to strengthen your inner man. So that's why so many of us Christians... Live defeated lives. We want victory. All of us want to be victorious. All of us want to be overcomers. But listen, to be an overcomer, you have to strengthen the inner man. There is no magic formula here. You come forward, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to overcome this. Pastor prays for you and you go out and overcome. I mean, if we did all that by now, all of us would have been triple overcomers. Counting all the number of times we've got prayed for and whatever. So it's not like magic. You and I, we have got to strengthen the inner man. Then when we put on the armor and stand behind it, it makes some sense. Because now I can lift up my shield of faith. Now I can use my sword. I've got strength behind the armor. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 14, John is writing. He says this. He says, I have written to you young men because you are strong of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one how did they overcome the wicked one because you are strong you are strong and you're able to overcome the wicked one so why should I build strength in my inner man if I want to be an overcomer if I want to overcome the wicked one I have to be strong in the inner man Third reason why we need to strengthen our inner man is this, so that we can represent Christ completely and accurately. 
Paul prays and Paul prays continues that prayer in Ephesians 3:19 he says I'm praying that you'll be filled with the fullness of God. Imagine he's saying believers I'm praying for you that you'll be filled with the fullness of God that the fullness of God will fill my life fill your life that means God can be seen in my life. He continues in chapter 4 and verse 13. He says that we must all come to a mature man. Ephesians 4.13 We must all come to a mature man. To the fullness of the stature of Christ. Meaning I grow up to the full measure of Christ's likeness. And then in verse 15 he says. But speaking the truth in love. That in all things we will grow up to be like him. To grow up to be like him. In all so as I'm being strengthened in my inner man, I'm, I'm growing up to the full measure of Christ's likeness. I'm growing up in all things to be like Jesus. Now I'm able to represent Christ on the earth accurately and more completely. Amen? And that's who you and I are supposed to be as Christians. We are supposed to resemble and represent Christ on the earth. That's what it means to be in the image of God. Amen? So when people see you, people see me, they get an idea of who Christ is. So for me to represent and, and, and represent Jesus more accurately and more completely, I need to be strengthened in my inner man. I need to be built up in my inner man. Fourth reason why we need to strengthen our inner man is this. To carry greater responsibility. To carry greater responsibility. People who are strong are able to carry greater responsibility. Let me just illustrate it in a very, very simple illustration. Suppose, let's consider a child. A child has zero responsibility. The child is fed, cared for, bathed, clothed, protected, everything. Parents do it for the child. For the baby. The baby becomes a little child, maybe a few years old. Now, a little responsibility. Feed yourself. You know where to go to the bathroom. No more diapers. Little responsibility. The child becomes a teenager. Little more responsibility. You have the key to the house. You can lock and unlock. Come in and go out. Little bit of pocket money. If you don't get pocket money, don't say pastor said it. <laughs> it's just an example. Could be one of your responsibilities. Didn't have to. Anyway, some responsibilities. Teenage, a little bit more responsibility. You grow up to a, a 20 year old, more responsibility. Go to the bank, go to the grocery store. Sometimes you drive the car. <laughs> a little bit more responsibility. So as the person grows, they carry more responsibility. One of the signs of spiritual increase in spiritual strength is that you are carrying more responsibility in the kingdom of God. Amen? Instead of you being cared for, you are now being able, you're turning around and caring for others, being responsible. You've, grown, you've gone from being a baby to being an adult. From being cared for to caring for others. Amen? It's a sign that you're growing in spiritual strength. 
So why must you and I be strengthened in our inner man so that we can carry greater responsibility in the kingdom of God? We can begin to care for people rather than just being cared for all the time. And last one, fifth one, why must we uh, grow and strengthen ourselves in inner man so that we can do exploits for the kingdom of God? Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. This latter part of that verse says this, that people who know their God will be strong and do exploits. How can I know that you know God when I see your strength and you're doing exploits? Because the people who know their God will be strong and do exploits. Let me make it very plain and simple. There is no difference between you and me. No difference. Absolutely no difference. So if you're a believer, I'm a believer. You read the Bible, King James Version or any version. I read the Bible too. Same Bible. No difference. The only thing I did is I prayed and built myself up. So that I could come to a place of strength that God could use me to do what he has called me to do. Yes, there's the element of calling and anointing. That's there. There's a difference in calling and anointing among different people. That's there. But that calling and anointing will not amount to anything if I don't press in to know God and strengthen myself. Amen? Every person sitting here can strengthen themselves, get to know God, be strong and do exploits. Every person sitting here. Amen? God didn't say you have to have a PhD if you have to be a pastor. He didn't say, you know, you have, to, you know, you have to go to heaven and come back, only then you can be a pastor. None of those kinds of things that we imagine. Listen, if you will strengthen yourself, if you will strengthen your inner man, God will bring you to a place. Of course, he has a calling and anointing in your life. He's called you for certain things. But he will, you will strengthen yourself and then he'll be able to use you to do exploits for his kingdom. That's all. There's nothing, so comp nothing complicated about this thing. You strengthen yourself, God will use you. That's it. The people who know their God will be strong and do exploits. That's why you need to strengthen your inner man. That God can use you to do exploits. Now our next question. So the first question was why? Why do I need to strengthen my inner man? Let me quickly review. To, to develop the whole man. To overcome the world, the flesh, the devil. To represent Christ more completely and accurately. To carry greater responsibility in the kingdom of God. To do exploits for his kingdom. So now the next question. How can I strengthen my inner man? How can I strengthen? How can I be strengthened on the inside? I want to go over some ground which may be very, very familiar to all of us. First one is the word of God. Amen? The word of God. The word of God. We need God's word to strengthen the inner man. If you don't have a regular diet of the word of God, feeding into your spirit man, your spirit is going to grow weak. Very simple. So that's why we read the Bible. Amen? Why do you read the Bible? Because it's your spiritual food. It goes into your inner man and it strengthens you and makes you strong and gives you the ability to overcome all the things of the world and to be strong on the inside. 
That's why you and I need a regular diet of the word of God. Feeding our inner man. Now, the scripture says in 1 Peter 2 and verse 2, again, family of scripture, as newborn babies crave the milk of the word that you can be, that you can grow by it. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said, man will not live by bread alone, but by butter and the word of God. The butter is just my insertion there. But man won't live by bread alone, but by every word. You need every word that God speaks. Just not the bread and food we eat. First John 2.14, the verse we referred to earlier, where John wrote, he said, I've written to you young men because you're strong and the word of God abides in you. And you have overcome the wicked one. The word of God abides in you. And you have overcome the wicked one. So here's the key. You've got to have the word of God abiding in you if you're going to overcome. You be strong. Because the word of God's abiding in you. And you're able to overcome the wicked one. The word has to abide in you. The word has to abide in me. And, and that's the way that I'm being strengthened. And you and I are being strengthened in our inner man. So a regular diet. Regularly read the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. Spend time in the word of God regularly. Amen. doesn't matter you can read one verse and you can read 25 verses it doesn't matter the point is get to know God and feed your inner man amen if that one verse is like one bowl of Richie's biryani that's enough amen you can eat or eat on it a little while and digest it. So don't get into this religious thing of, you know, I'm following this annual planner. I'm supposed to read 25 chapters today. And with your eyes half open, your mind, you know, wandering somewhere in space, you work your way through 25 chapters and you feel good about it. So oh, I read 25 chapters. Who cares? Did you see the God behind those chapters? Did you experience God? Did you connect with Him? Were you strengthened? That's what's important. It's, it's better off if you read one verse of scripture that day. And saw something more about God and that verse of scripture was food to your inner man and changed something in you then read 10 whole chapters which you didn't understand it didn't bring you closer to God it didn't change you in any way it didn't feed you in any way Amen now I'm not discouraging reading a lot what I'm, I want to get this point across that more than just reading volumes and volumes does it bring you closer to God? Does it change your life? Has it, has it fed your inner man? That's the important thing. Amen? So sometimes in our effort to fulfill some sort of obligation which God hasn't said. You see, God never told you read 10 chapters a day. Amen? 
didn't tell you. He just said, desire my word. Meditate in my word. That could mean half a verse to one verse to ten verses. Meditate in my word. So we put all these rules on us. Ten chapters every day if I want to be very spiritual. Who cares? Read one verse, man. If it has fed your soul, it has changed you, brought you closer to God, be happy. You're strengthened you're in a man. So we fall, we create all kinds of traps for us. You know, we get every kind of devotional. We try to read 25 devotionals and we get so frustrated. I'm not able to finish my daily bread, yesterday's bread, tomorrow's bread. Oh man, we put all kinds of things on us. We make ourselves feel so guilty. God never told you to read daily bread. Amen? If you want to read it, it's your choice. Don't blame God about it. He just said, my word. Read my word. This is his word. Spend time in it. There's nothing wrong in using a devotional. If you want to use a devotional as an aid to help you understand the word, that's your choice. But God said, read my word. So we put all these rules on us and, and then we get so frustrated. So the first thing we need to strengthen in a man is the word of God. Second, prayer. Amen. We all know about that. We need to pray. Isaiah 40 and verse 30 and 31, it says, The young man shall faint and be weary. But verse 31 says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. In prayer, you wait upon the Lord. Psalm 27 verse 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So you wait on the Lord and He will strengthen you, on the inside. What does it mean to wait? The Hebrew word for wait simply means to bind together. To bind together. Wait on the Lord. Bind yourself together with God. So we have the misconceived idea, waiting on God means I must have a long prayer list. Dear Heavenly Father, point number one. Point number two. Point number three. And then you spend 25 minutes going through 25 points. You think you're waited on the Lord. No, 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 no. You've just given him 25 points. Leave your prayer list aside for the moment. We'll get to that later. First, bind yourself together with God. You will receive strength. After you've done that, then turn around and say, God, with the strength I've just received, I'll use my faith to address these 25 points I have. Amen? But we go to God, 25 points. You think you waited on God. Excuse me. Waiting on God is not grocery shopping. Waiting on God is just binding yourself together with God. Just being there in fellowship. The Bible says we are called to fellowship with God. And through that binding together, through that time of fellowship with Him, you are strengthened. Then you have the strength to turn around and exercise your faith to, to address those prayer needs and prayer requests and whatever needs that we have in our life. Amen? 
So just take some time to wait on God. Just to bind yourself with Him and say, God, I love you. In worship, in prayer, and just saying, God, I want you. I love you. God, I exalt you, glorify you. And, and just pray. Bind yourself in His presence with Him. You will be strengthened. Now, once you've been strengthened, do what you want with that strength to cover those needs, etc. Amen? And a very important thing. For all of us believers is to pray in the spirit. Amen. To pray in tongues. You say, Pastor, I don't like this glossolalia stuff, Pastor. Uh, I don't like these charismatics. Well, you know, relax a bit. The New Testament church, by definition, was charismatic. Amen. So what do you mean? Charismatic simply means somebody who believes in the charismata. The gifts. And the early church had all the gifts flowing. So they were charismatic. Amen. Pastor, I don't like this glossolalia praying in tongues. Well, listen, Paul the Apostle, who wrote two thirds of the New Testament, he was a glossolalian. He spoke in other tongues. Amen. So relax a bit. I want to encourage you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2. He who speaks in an unknown tongue doesn't speak to men but to God. And no man understands him. However in the spirit he speaks mysteries. And then in verse 4, verse 4 of 1 Corinthians 14 it says. He who speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. What happens when you pray in tongues? You are edifying. You're building your inner man. This is a God-ordained way to build and strengthen your inner being. So why did God choose this? I don't know, but I know He chose it. It's in the Bible. Amen? Better probably ask the same question if He chose a different way. But this is a God-ordained way. Jude chapter 1. There's only one chapter in the book of Jude. And chapter 1 verse 20 says, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. How? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in tongues. Amen. So praying in tongues is so important. Now, from time to time, every two months, we have Holy Spirit baptism services right after the Sunday morning service here. So if you're somebody say, you know, I, I don't know too much about it. I have a lot of questions about it. Well, stay back for one of those Holy Spirit services. And, and we will answer your questions and pray with you and lead you into this experience of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and being able to pray in other tongues. And, and then from then on, you know, you could just spend hours in prayer, praying in tongues. Amen. See, with your prayer list, you can make it through 25 minutes. But when you're praying in tongues, you can just say, Lord. I'm here just to spend time with you. I'm just here to wait upon you. You lock the door and say, God, I thank you so much. I can be here with you. And you just start praying in tongues and praying in tongues and praying in tongues. And, and 45 minutes goes by. An hour goes by. An hour and a half goes by. Two hours go by. Sometimes three hours. You can just spend hours praying in tongues. And it will strengthen your inner Amen. I believe every believer should be praying in tongues. You say, Pastor, but I don't, I don't believe I should. You know, we, we can answer all those questions when you stay back for the Holy Spirit baptism services. But Paul said, I would that you all spoke in tongues. He said, cover to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with other tongues. 
Jesus said, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will speak in tongues. If you're a believer, you can do it. Because it's a God-ordained way for every believer to be strengthened on the inner man. Amen. 90% of my prayer time is just in tongues. Just praying in tongues. Just praying in tongues. Driving the car. Going wherever we're going. Praying in the spirit. Strengthening the inner man. Amen. Two more things and how to strengthen the inner man. A few more things here. So first we said the word of God. Then prayer. Quickly we go to a few more here. Fasting. Fasting must be combined with prayer and meditation. So you choose to spend a day in fasting. Take more time that particular day in prayer and meditating in the word of God. Now just, otherwise you can just do dieting or hunger strike. When you're fasting, please pray more. Spend more time in the word. That's the whole objective. So when you're fasting, there's many, many benefits. You keep your flesh down. You help, it helps eliminate unbelief. It helps get rid of pride. It empowers us to overcome temptation. And Isaiah 58 and verse 11, it says, uh, it shows us that fasting helps us become strong. It says you'll be like a well-watered garden. A well-watered garden. Every plant, every, every tree in the garden is strong and flourishing. Amen. So fasting is a very important part of helping develop inner strength. And you can choose when you want to fast. Number four, we need to do the word. So while we feed the word, we must also do the word. We must do something with what we hear. Work out. James 1.21 says, don't be hearers of the word, but also do it. So to strengthen your inner man, we must practice the word. We must do the word. Part of it is fellowshipping with other people. The Bible tells us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But we must get together with other believers. Whether it's in your cell group or in, in gatherings like this. Get together with other believers. Strengthen each other. It's part of doing the word. And lastly, we need to remove hindrances that cripple our inner strength. Sometimes there could be hindrances in our lives. Lust and other things. Or James 1.20 says, get rid of all filthiness so that you can receive the word with meekness. So sometimes this filthiness becomes a hindrance that cripples our inner strength. So we need to get rid of these kinds of things. Mark 4.19 says, The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things will enter in and choke the word. So we need to be careful. Get, keep these things out so that they don't cripple our inner strength. Amen? Each one of us, we must take responsibility for our own spiritual growth and development. Amen? Everyone sitting here, I really want to tell you, you are solely responsible for your own spiritual growth and development. In fact, you know, I think about this many times. The early church, most of those believers never had a Bible. Today you've got like King James, Old King James, New King James, Amplified. And there's just so many different versions available. We have Christian books. We have CDs and tapes and 24-hour Christian channels. And not just one, but you have a choose. You can choose, you know, God TV, Daystar, this thing, that thing. We have so much. We have good churches. Wonderful praise and worship. And after all of this, 
You know, as a pastor, it's very frustrating when somebody comes and says, Pastor, I'm not growing spiritually. I feel like, you know, <laughs> so what do you mean? You're not growing spiritually. I'm serious. What do you mean you're not growing spiritually? I can only tell you one thing. You're absolutely lazy. That's it. I mean, you've got versions of Bibles available for you. You've got books all around you. Tapes, CDs, TV, radio. It's just, it's just everything you have. And after all this, you're saying, I am not growing spiritually. God help you. <laughs> no believer has any excuse in today's world for not being strong in the inner man. We've got everything. We've got so much. I mean, the early church, they didn't have all these things. They didn't have Bible tapes, videos, this, that stuff. They didn't have all this. And yet, they were strong. Yet, they were able to change their world upside down. People are afraid. Those who have turned the world upside down have come into our city. That's the way they were. What's happening to us? Amen. We need to get rid of the spiritual lethargy that we have, that spiritual complacency, and stop saying, I'm not growing spiritually. If you ever tell me that, you know my answer. I know I'm being a little rude here, but because it's really frustrating. After all that we have, you still say you're not growing spiritually. Wake up. Amen. You have to take responsibility for your own spiritual growth and development. We will help you. We will teach you to pray and how to pray, but you have to pray. We will teach you to read the word now to understand the word, but you have to read the word. Amen. I can't do it for you. Nobody else can do it for you. I can't pray for you. You have to do your own praying. Amen. Each one, take responsibility for your own spiritual growth. You need to be strong on the inner man. This is the second Sunday of 2007. You've got 50 Sundays left this year. At the end of 2007, please do not remain at the same level where you are today, spiritually. Amen. At the end of 2007, God said, man, I've grown spiritually this year. I've become stronger in my inner man. Otherwise, all our Sunday morning services, all this preaching, all this PowerPoint presentations, all the worship, all of that would have been an absolute waste if you have not been strengthened in your inner man. Amen? And you need to take responsibility for it. Let's stand up to our feet and I want you to just pray. Call the worship team up. I want you to take some time to respond to the word of God and say, God, you know, I really want to strengthen myself in the inner man. I'm going to take responsibility for it.
Thank God for all the work everybody is doing. Our children's church, our youth pastor, the, the uh, uh, teens and twenties, the Elevate program, all these things are going on. So much is happening. By the end of it, your inner man has to be strong, has to be strengthened. You have to be strong in the word of God, in the spirit of God. With strength that comes from the Holy Spirit. So that you can, be, you can develop your whole man. and You can be an overcomer. Overcome those, the world, the flesh and the devil. So that you can represent Christ accurately and completely. So that you can take on more responsibility in the kingdom of God. Instead of just being cared for, you can care for others. And that you can begin to do exploits for the kingdom. You can see the kingdom of God advance through your life because you have strengthened your inner man. As you stand here this morning, I want to urge you, I want to plead with you. Determine to strengthen your inner man through word, the meditation in the word of God. To praying, binding yourself together with God. Through fasting. Through doing what the Bible says. Acting on the word of God and fellowship with God's people. Through getting rid of things that might cripple your inner life, your inner strength. Take responsibility. Let's be a people who are strong on the inside. We can live overcoming lives, victorious lives, and do exploits for the kingdom of God. As musicians play, I want you to take this time just to pray in the presence of God. Say, God, I want to be strengthened with might and my inner man. Maybe you are reading the word. That's wonderful. Just keep doing it. Just keep increasing it. Maybe you are praying. That's good. Just strengthen that. Just make it better this year. Maybe you are fasting and seeking God. That's wonderful. Just make it stronger this year. Maybe you've been diligent to apply the word of God in your life. That's excellent. Now step into those areas that need to be brought into alignment to the word of God. you are somebody who's been faithful in just cleansing yourself and getting rid of things that might hinder your inner growth that's all that's good just increase that even the little foxes get them out of your life so that they don't spoil 